Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Before we get started on today's show, I want to tell you about Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family-owned dentist in all of the metro area. You guys know I'm all about buying local. I'm all about supporting local and family-owned businesses in particular. And Green Mountain Dental Group checks all of those boxes. They are uh, right there in Lakewood, Colorado, about 10 minutes outside of the downtown area. They're the type of company where they get to know you, know you on a first name basis, send you the postcard, do all of that good stuff, and they got that great deal that's going on. They've been our sponsor for for such a long time, and they've had this great deal going on the entire time. When you sign up for a free for a cleaning X-ray and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush. They give you that deal. It's a big deal. They give you that deal because they know once you go there once, you're gonna keep coming back every time. You're gonna you're gonna make them your dentist of choice because they care about your health. And uh, like I said, DNVR sponsors, Denver sports uh, fans, you can't miss them. Check them out, Green Mountain Dental Group. What is up, everybody? And welcome to a Sunday Night Losers Lounge. That was only one sad trap book. I didn't even have the energy for it. it. You don't have energy for it. You... <laughs> You're bumming me out this year, Eric. What do you want from me, man? What do you want from me? <laughs> fake trying- I don't know. Fake some. I'm just kidding. You can't, man. It's tough. Uh, so welcome in, guys. We got a lot to get to tonight. This game, as much as it was a disappointing one, it was an eventful one. I feel like there's there's some meaty topics to dive into from this this, this game. Um, and it was so close to being a, an exciting Sunday. I was Great ready for it. Start. I think that's my problem is that I you were ready. I uh, I was reading the I was looking at the tea leaves. I was reading the writing on the wall. I was misinterpreted both of those. Yeah. So I think next time I'll just watch the basketball. That's game. probably good. That's probably that's probably a good bet. So I'm Adam Mares. I'm joined over here on the far right by uh, Superstar Dev. Hello, people. That was it. That's it. That's we all did. I got for you. <laughs> that's all I got. My User's favorite thing energy. that Dev does, and he actually does this every week. I don't know if you guys have noticed. His mic is up here. Up so here. when he talks, he goes like this. You Rather than just, I'm you searching for the it. mic. Yeah, you. <laughs> I feel like it's a joke that you guys put me in certain it is spots yeah. every single uh-huh. week that yeah. I have to go and chase. The spot. It, it yeah. is a hazing thing. That's it what's happening. It, yeah. It's pure um, hazing. And then I've got, of course, the sad one, D-Line Co. Guys. Should we hug? Oh wait, we can't. Uh, <laughs> when it's a, when we get vaccinated, you want to hug? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then over here, look who's back, guys. Yeah, I got the energy tonight. I'm just happy to be here, fellas. Let's go, BV. I have to say, by the way, that all expenses paid trip you sent me in Hawaii. Yeah, that was that pretty great? nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank oh, you so you much for that. Thanks, brother. No one deserves it more than you. So, what what day did you plan this outfit? If we're being honest, this outfit. Yeah. The second I got each respective item. Yeah. I was pretty hyped to bust this one out. That's wow. hilarious. Fashion is my passion. Um, and of course, I'm Adam Mata. So we're going to start this as we always do, guys. There's a million topics to get to tonight. A million topics. The Nuggets fall, 109-105. A barn burner. Uh, I'm going to start with, with you since you're back. What, what's your number one takeaway? 
uh, before I get into, you know, big picture stuff, how about just Nuggets Jazz? Every single time, yeah. this is the prescription deodorant matchup, I've dubbed it. I'm sweating it out, whether that's the oh, playoffs gotcha. or a month into the season. Uh, that, I thought <laughs> Do you know that's where he was going? <laughs> no. No, I had no idea. I'm, I'm just a idea. sweaty person, so you that's are, where my mind goes. You bring up sweat often. more than anyone else on it's the a show. Can we, talk a bit, we, can we bring up again just one more time that Adam Mares has stated publicly, anytime he's been able to, that he switches deodorant every sure. time. Can I he doesn't have one deodorant. You don't. Rolls There's with. no such thing as deodorant loyalty. You have to always get a new one. You got to keep have, it fresh. You have one deodorant you've worn for like years and years and years. Since like eighth grade. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Dev. Maybe that's the problem it's, for me. Like Adam's a serial killer. There's just really no, no other way to look at this. That's a yeah. great point, actually. It's a good point, Cal. Maybe you just have I a bad tried. All right, let me get this straight back on the track, though. <laughs> so this is your number one takeaway. Is it's just I jazz should, nuggets. I just, every time, it's awesome. I yeah. mean, I know it's a bummer right now because they lost, but these two teams, when they go at it, hey, we, like the NBA is kind of void of matchup of like rivalries right now, and, and this is a real one, I think. Yeah. Whether the national audience knows or cares, it's fun every time. I will say. This game with a crowd, a Pepsi Center or a Ball Arena crowd, I think you know it, it carries that extra emotional weight. In watching this one tonight, there was a little bit of it felt like any other game. You know that Utah wanted this one a little mm -hmm. bit extra, but you couldn't tell from watching it. It just looked like two good teams going at it. Um, Dev, that's not my takeaway though. What's your what's your big takeaway? My takeaway from the game was Nikola Jokic has an amazing game. Jamal Murray has an amazing game. Half, but half, then half. who? Yeah, and then who else? There yeah. was nobody else that helped them yeah. tonight. Like, they both scored 30 points, and no one else. The, the, the third highest score was P.J. Dozier. There's nothing else mm. that anybody else gave, and it's very difficult to be in a, a rivalry type of uh, situation as playoff atmosphere, and you only have two guys that show up. It's really difficult. That, to me, is the storyline. And it's a storyline that's been here all season. I mean, one way you can look at it is that you need, like, eight quarters of good play. Jokic is going to give you four. Pretty much every single game, Jokic has given you four. Tonight, Jamal Murray gave you two. Yeah. And P.J. Dozier maybe gave you – I mean, you get, like, little bits from other guys, but you need eight quarters of, like, really good play from this team, and it just seems like they can never – this this season, at least, they have depth. I like – they have a lot of pieces, but that inconsistency to me is just absolutely yeah. killer. And, you know, I guess that – unless, Eric, is this your takeaway as well? My either? takeaway is actually that uh, the Nuggets continue to struggle mightily. Mightily. In the third quarter, yeah, they lost. The they one. lost this game in the third quarter again. I don't yeah. really know what the deal. Like I don't know if uh, they have like a soft serve ice cream machine in their that's what it is. locker room yeah. that they're loading up on in, in the at halftime. Or, Most people don't know that, but that's yeah. what it is. And or, there is or Malone, Malone needs to like get more fiery or give like more like Disney style speeches at halftime. I don't know what's going on. To your point, Eric. I mean, the Jazz come out shooting like seventy percent from three to start that game. Right, the first six seven minutes, Nuggets weather that storm, come back, bench is all right, starters come back in. And it looks like you got Utah right where you want them, on the ropes. And, I mean, the Nuggets have as much fight, as much punch back in them as any team in the league, but they just cannot put right. a team away when they've got a chance. And so here's what we're, we're going to get to is the thing that's absolutely killer about this game is the same thing that's been killer about this game for a while, which is Jamal Murray tonight, 42 minutes. He sat for six minutes tonight. Nikola Jokic, 40 minutes. Not only do you get the loss, you run those guys into the ground for now. I mean, what are they in now? Uh, 13 games into the season. I think eight of those have looked like this, where those two guys are just going so you know deep into the game, taking such short rest. And, you know, it's tough. We thought we had gotten over a little bit of a hump with that bench unit. And I don't want to put it all on the bench because I think we're going to talk about Murray here in a little bit. Yeah. And he's a big storyline, too. But 
you know, Composite tonight was absolutely miserable on minus 12 and 11 minutes, and it, it felt like a minus 12. You know, <laughs> well, he, had a, he, had, he had like that, that good little stint. I guess he only had the one stint, so I don't know if it could have been good and bad. Yeah, he had one good pass. He made a three. Uh, I was feeling uh, I was feeling pretty good about Composo until I looked at the, the box score, and then I did not feel good. But just to piggyback what you're talking about, Adam, as far as they're playing all these big minutes, they play 40 minutes, they lost the game once they went out of the game. Right, like that, yeah. that is the story yep. of the game. No like question. It's like, Malone, why are you playing them so many minutes? And then his question, I mean, no, his, his no answer option. back is, did you guys see what happened once they went out of the game? Right. As soon as they went out of the game, they lost. When Jokic was on the bench, the Nuggets lost the game right there. Why? Maybe, why is this? Like, why is this happening? Because the Nuggets. I mean, I don't think these pieces are bad. Like, Jermichael Green's good. Monte Morris is good. PJ right. Dozier tonight had some really good moments. There are okay. Compazos up and down. Hartenstein's a little up and down. But I, I, I think they're these aren't bad players. Why does it keep happening? I don't know. And look, the last three games they didn't look that bad to me. A couple right, of times right. they looked good. So just say keep happening. I mean, it's easy to right now. I don't know though, man. I really thought this unit would be better. Was it the four guard lineup in that third to fourth crossover? I can't remember, but I think Isaiah Hartenstein only got like two and a half minutes. This he's game, a quick. Right? He's a quick hook every game. I feel like that's a big part of it, man. Is yeah. the four guard thing isn't working? And well, why are they going to four guards? Because it doesn't seem like Malone trusts Hartenstein. Hartenstein. And, and Hartenstein tonight did miss a couple. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna say it different Sorry, every time. That's the key. You know, he didn't have a great night tonight. He missed that one. You know, like tapping. But again, when we're talking about a player with three minutes. It's just hard. Like it's hard to. I understand both Malone's perspective on this <laughs> right, and, yeah, and yeah. like Hartenstein's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you give him out for three minutes, the Nuggets get outscored by eight points. That's the game. The Nuggets lose by four. Those three minutes, really, you cut those out, and the, the rest of the game is history. But at the same time, a player, you have to eventually establish yourself to where like we either going to figure out we trust these guys or we don't. And we're now 13 games into the season. It feels like the Nuggets just are not going to get over this hump of of, of being well, able to trust those and guys. And Dev, like if you're Hartenstein, aren't you feeling like, well, yeah, no kidding, I'm not in rhythm, bro. Or I can't figure this out. It's three minutes at a time. Right. I mean, I'm sure as a player, that's tough. I mean, I would kind of feel like that, but then I would look at the everything. Like he gave <laughs> nothing in three minutes. Self-aware. So they scored every single time down right. once yeah. he's on the floor. It's like, I mean, I'm not in the rhythm, but they are. They, right. the, the, the the team that he's playing is always in the rhythm. He either has to foul, and then he doesn't score anything. He doesn't give you great minutes, and he, he hasn't been good for a couple of games now. So it's like you have to understand, like, the writing's on the wall. It's you. It's you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so we like every time we have a bad show, I'm like... Brendan was funny. <laughs> Adam did a good job. <laughs> that Jeff, is whose fault was that? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff was insightful. It's like James Harden, like, something's wrong with the culture here in Houston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just can't put my finger on it. <laughs> um, so we could talk about the bench a lot, and I do think, I mean, it's a major storyline, but we've kind of covered those tracks a lot over this this first month of the season. Where I do want to go, though, is to next is to Jamal Murray because he does finish the night with 30 points, five rebounds, four assists, and plus six. You look at that and you go, okay, that was great. And it was. Like, it was in aggregate, he was good because he was great in the first half mm. and not great in the second half, and it averages to good, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hot pocket. Math corner it is here the, on DNB. Ice I, I, cold I, in the middle, razor hot. Yeah. And I want to be fair to Jamal Murray because he's so good, but he is now at the level where so much more is expected of him than ever before. <sighs> not just because of the contract, but because of what we've seen him do inside the bubble when the pressure's on. And tonight... It, it, the way he played in that first half was just so absolutely incredible, and I don't really remember anything from the second half. Yeah. And that's what—that's just kind of common to me. It, it, it feels like we, 
I, I, we hoped we were past that. Yeah, we seem to be having the same conversation over and over and over. Mm. About I mean, Jamal, like tonight feels like one where you go. I mean, the evidence is there. You just go, I think he was hurt. He ran out yeah, of gas. Yeah. He willed it. He willed yeah. himself to that level in the first half. Yeah. And then 42 minutes, bum elbow, maybe bum, I don't know, whatever. It's not my place to speculate. He just looks slow and laboring. And so well, he said as much. You're not speculating. Yeah, sure, yes, sure, sure. So he hit the wall. And I and look. And he did play 42 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. minutes. So, I mean, I, mean I, I think I get it. You know, you know? I mean, he did have a good game. The problem is, is that um, just we don't know who else is good on the Nuggets. Like, Night yeah. to night, and so we, he, unfortunately, he has to have a great game. He's got to, and he's got to play. I mean, when MPJ comes back, I think there's a real conversation to be had about just giving Jamal three, four games off. I really do, right. and I get why they're not doing it now because what we just talked about Hartenstein minus eight and three minutes. You can't sit Yoke and Murray or you lose these games, but maybe when MPJ comes back, it's a different equation. But it makes it really difficult when you're losing these games. Yeah. True, like if you no if point, you win yeah. a, a few games and then you have like some space, you're like, okay, right. I'm gonna sit. Jamal and he could try to get healthy but when you start to lose these games and you're in this this playoff race um, and, and you don't want to be in a situation that you're having to play like the Lakers early right so like you really have to make the playoffs especially with teams like the Warriors and the Suns who were not there last year right now it makes it hard for Jamal Murray to be able to sit because you can't afford to lose these games even though Jamal Murray is having rough second halves and doing like he's not playing to the best of his abilities. He still, still had thirty points tonight. Right. He's still your best option, even though he's not a hundred percent. So he really scored a lot. You need <laughs> you need to pick up wins, and that's the only way that if Mike, I mean Michael Porter Jr. comes or any type of help comes, it has to be like while you're winning. While we're on the topic, one 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 of six from the field, Will Barton tonight. Two of six from the field, Paul Millsap. Two of eleven from the field. We're gonna Gary get there. Harris. That's gonna be like the entirety of segment two because I I mean obviously that's another yeah, sort of big gun, thing I here. Guess. But I want to I want to ask the comments too, and Eric, maybe you can monitor them. I'm curious what people thought of Murray tonight. I'm making a graphic, bro. Uh, uh, you want to you got you to you monitor those comments. Monitor bro. these comments for me here, vote. Um, but I, I, I'm I, just curious what people thought of Murray tonight because he was I so he screen. wasn't just good in the first half. He was great. Mm-hmm. You could make the I think he might have been the best player on the court oh, in the first great, half. He was absolutely great. And, and so part of this is it's weird to kind of fault a guy, but I do want to ask this one of you, Dev. He, Jokic gets 23 shots tonight. Murray gets 27 shots tonight. The rest of the starters, they weren't making their shots, but you get six six shots for Millsap, six for Barton, 11 for Gary Harris. Like Denver, and really if you even go to the bench because they did stagger some of these, nobody else got double-figure shots. The Nugget, Those two guys take over 20, which even for Jokic, that's a lot. Is that an unhealthy offense? Is it something the Jazz were doing, or is there maybe something else going on with the Nuggets this year? Well, first off, I think that Jamal Murray just tries to play up against the Utah Jazz. Mm. I think that he takes that matchup very personally against Donovan Mitchell, um, for starters. Also, I think that it's in Malone's um, conversations with Jamal, like, we need you to get going. That's the only way that we're going to be able to make a run. That's the only way that we're going to be at our best. And I think that the other players on the team understand that, that the only way we're going to make the playoffs, the only way we're going to do anything is if you're at your best and you're our guy. Because like we've we've talked about on, on various shows, if Murray is your top guy, like we already know what you're going to get from Jokic. You're going to get one of the best players in the entire world. Your X factor is Jamal Murray. When it's he's a, yeah. your top guy, that's the only way that you could get it going. And I think that if you look at the last three games for the Nuggets, they're going through Jamal Murray, and I think that that's purpose, uh, purposeful. Yeah. 
And that's the thing, like, compare not that, and this isn't necessarily a fair comparison for Jamal Murray to compare him to Jokic, but it is the difference between a Jokic caliber player and a Murray caliber player is that Jokic's bad quarters are still, he does something. He's still involved. Like, okay, he's not making shots. He's getting beat defensively. And and Murray's are like, well, what's, you know, what are you getting out of it? And And that was the thing about even this first half is it, it, it did feel like non-bubble Murray, even the good stuff. It's like, well, how sustainable was that Kobe Bryant shot like over and over and over again? We know he loves those shots, but to me, what a large part of what comprised the leap in the bubble was he's also defending. Now he's just getting by guys on the dribble. Now he's setting guys up for three, right? It wasn't just he could hit these fadeaways. Tonight, it felt a little bit like he had to muster the Murray magic. Muster the Murray in, magic. In the bubble, the game looked easy for him. Right now, he looks like he's playing underwater to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The first half, he did look like he was playing. Like that—that's the the difficult thing. I mean, it's always the he got some confidence. Like he's a he's, the the the, conf, the the conversation with Jamal Murray is now and will forever will be consistency. Like yeah. we know what he can do. I hope not forever. Can he do it? Can he do it? He's not doing it tonight. Can he do it tomorrow? Maybe he'll do it. I really like, hope that's not the conversation forever be because I don't forever, know. We're yeah. like two years or three years. I mean, he's young. I still give him a little yeah. leeway, but um, but I don't know. Um, let's talk about Jokic real quick, and then we'll hit a break. But Jokic tonight, 35 points, 14 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Like we said, he plays 40 minutes, shoots 14 of 23, which is great efficiency again. Um, I hate the conversation. So I saw Luka tonight had 35 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists, or something like that, and it knocked the, the Mavericks down to below 500. And I was sitting at home thinking, you know, it'd be funny if Jokic gets bumped tonight, they go above 500, Mavs go below, because Jokic has been off of everybody's MVP ballots this year. And they're like, well, the team's not winning. It's like if anybody that watches the games knows, has like nothing to do with how Jokic is playing right, Dude, right can now. You, I, like, that should be uh, a sport that we monitor, is the moving of the goalpost for what it is. Oh, for I know. Nicole it's so Jokic true. should it's be so true. considered a good player in this league. It's, I mean, it, like, it, it, whatever he does, it's like... Uh, yeah, but yeah, but like the team's losing. Like, this on-off uh, stuff is getting like LeBron's last year in Cleveland levels. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, like, I can't it's, say it's, it's really rough. But he was. I mean, he's just Look so at, good tonight. It's funny to think numbers, about dude. him and Gobert. Because Gobert really is, and even in the playoffs, look, they gave him a hard time. Although I still maintain that has much to do with like the the team the team being given a hard time. But like Jokic tonight, Gobert didn't bother him. You know what? Like, if you thought until I just brought this up, Dev, were you even thinking about the Jokic Gobert matchup, or was it just like, oh one, yes, one guy is out there just destroying the other guy, just yeah. dominating the other guy, who's considered one of the best defenders in the That's entire the world. That's the like, thing. Like, yeah. really, stats. He doesn't look like he's the best defender in the entire world, and a lot of guys are like, hey, I don't want to go against Gobert, especially the big guys. He just dest- yeah. like look he, at these stats he he put up against Gobert: thirty five points, nine assists, fourteen rebounds. By, by the way, that nine assists should have been twenty. Yeah, it really should have been twenty assists tonight, yeah. and that's not even exaggerating. Like the Nuggets players are missing layups, they're missing open shots, they're just not shooting the ball. Like so there was a big. lot of things going on that honestly should have been twenty assists. Like no exaggeration. <laughs> so stupid. Is there any part of this? Are we overlooking this a little bit with Yoke? I mean, is there anything that we can nitpick here and be like, you need no, to do better? I mean, here? Look, there were some poor turnovers, and he missed some shots late, but he's hit so many shots late. Like, what yeah. am I going to do? It. I, you know, I'd still like to see him get it haircut <laughs> yeah, I mean the, I, I don't I like it really yeah. I, think, I mean he's playing, his, he's playing the best basketball he's ever played without a haircut so yeah maybe he well, so that. imagine what happens when he cuts he his also hair. did imagine even, then I don't Dev. think he got a haircut for his his wedding so I don't think he a haircut for the league that's like, a good point for, for you that's a good point. um he might but I mean the foul the fouls are still there they're still like very bad 
fouls yeah. that he's just doing for no reason at times. Um, he and he puts them together in small spurts. That's why is they stand out so much mm -hmm. um, because when one comes, two more are coming right after it, and now yeah. you're in foul trouble. Yeah. Man, he was good defensively too tonight. In the I clutch. know. I thought he really was. Yeah, I'm yeah. like searching my brain for a single complaint I have about Nikola Jokic. I think I. I wish that he would call me more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my main complaint. I, I do I do hate, and look, part of why he's playing so well is I think he knows the team needs it from him. And so I it, it's, on one hand, you say, like, are the Nuggets wasted? And this is early. Nothing's wasted. The Nuggets could rally off four wins in a row and be right where we expected them to be. But I do hate seeing him put up the numbers that he is, play at the level he is, play with the confidence and swagger and control that he is, and the Nuggets be below 500. That just kills me. This speaks, it kills me. But this speaks to Yoke's philosophy more than anything. Like, he doesn't want this. He right, wants to right. play the game the right way. He wants to be at 12, 12, and 12, and for everyone to be a plus eight. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, this almost speaks to his philosophy on basketball. Well, let's hit a break. On the other side of this break, though, guys, we there the elephant in the room, and it's not even. I mean, we've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but the other three guys starting alongside Murray and Jokic, consistently unreliable offensively right now. Consistently inconsistent. Consistently un just un not even inconsistent. They're pretty consistently oh. not great <laughs> right now, especially in Barton well, you and gotta, Harris. You, you got to cut it. So if somebody shows you who they are, you got to believe them. Yeah, that's so true. So we're going to talk about that here on the other side. But first, all right. Yeah. You ready? Oh wow, man! And I, I have. I feel like Jokic too. right. <laughs> I know, and I feel like Jokic right now dropping the ball off for for Monte Morris, who just, you know smokes the lamp. He's gonna smoke it. Oh, Monte doesn't deserve that, but he did. Well. He doesn't. Deserve all right, guys, Breckenridge Brewery. You're like, I deserve. That. I deserve that. <laughs> Leave Monte, Monte alone. Uh, let's talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breck has some dope giveaways for you. They've teamed up with your Colorado Avalanche to deliver beer via a Zamboni before the Avs games the last week of January. You did hear that correct. Here's what you got to do to enter. If you live in Denver, head to breckbrew.com slash Zamboni Delivery Sweepstakes or breckbrew.com. Then click the Zamboni link and you sign up. That's it. That easy. Must be 21 to enter. Live in Denver and winners will be picked via lottery. The last day to enter is the 28th. So get in while the getting's good. Five deliveries will happen on the 30th and five on the 31st. Prize pack also includes the dope avalanche LED light that is perfect Ooh. for your man or woman cave. Yeah. It's 2021, baby. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Does it say, like, are they... Uh like sprinkling Breck Brew back behind the Zamboni the same way they do with water when they're making ice? Or? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling though. I just, yeah, this, uh, is a, this, is actually, uh, this is actually awesome. Nope. Just watching Brendan flounder. Look at, to, look at him. Uh, look at him. Uh, Hassle Cattle. Why look at the you. flop sweat. I haven't done this read yet. Oh. Guys, Hassle Cattle Company equals hassle-free meat You haven't done this one for this? life? Wagyu. That's right. We bought you got uh, damn good beer. Now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They'll ship all over the beautiful U.S. of A. and straight to your door. They call uh. their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that uh, every man or woman can afford. Oh. And that's the key word, guys. You can afford it. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York Street, beef bacon, Wagyu Frank without any fillers, two jerky flavors, original, sweet and spicy. Plus their hamburger won Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. And not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. These guys take the registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics and hormones. Uh, so head to hasslecompany.com and use promo code DNVR10 for this is a mouthful. DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off. I miss Harrison Wynn so much. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yo, I don't know if you saw, like, I put, I got myself a ribeye, a leggy ribeye. We saw. 
I put that mofo on. Tell uh, us how you did it. Put it on the cast iron grill. Yeah. Cast iron, you turned up to full temperature. Let it heat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop that steak on there. Only, all you put on there, sea salt, pepper. Coarse ground. Oh, yeah, I love coarse ground. ground. Yeah. Put it on either side. It's my style. Four minutes. Do you do this? Four when you minutes. Put it on there, the like little. Yeah, yeah, like, I salt bait it. Salt bait it. Four minutes, four minutes. The way that the fat renders it essentially makes a, a hard fried crust on either side. It was Sounds decadent. Great. It really does sound it does great. Sound great. It, yeah. was, it was offensively delicious. I, offensively. Yeah, yeah. Holly uh, uh, doesn't like beef, and she kept asking me for pieces. And I, at a, at a, you certain, point, her, I, did, at a certain point, I told her to fuck right off. <laughs> Shout out to the sponsors. <laughs> That's what I would do. Not part of the ad uh, <laughs> Not part of the ad no, no, and somebody's asking me no butter. No, and I'll tell you why. Because the fat renders out of the meat itself. You don't it's need that butter. Marble. It's the marble. No, but it didn't smoke. It was beautiful. I have heard about this steak no fewer than twenty times from Eric. And, and you know what? I don't even mind. Don't even no, mind. I heard it ten times, and I got mad on the third time. So seven more times, and then I have to see it live. No. Hey, fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. So another main story here tonight. I mean, and uh, again, we're we're covering some old tracks here, but Will Barton goes one of six tonight. Um, small silver lining here. Six shots, not very many. When you don't have it going, one of the best things you can do is not shoot it. Yep. Keep shooting, so at least there's that. Paul Millsap, two of six tonight in 21 minutes. Gary Harris, two of 11, including two of seven. He did have a big, I would call it a clutch three, although he had like four chances, but he hit one. <laughs> but, um, you know, those three guys this season, I mean, Millsap just clearly doesn't have it anymore offensively and even defense. Like, there's, there, there's a reason he's only playing about 20, 22 right, minutes man. a game. But Barton and Harris, to me, just another huge X factor. We talked about Murray and his inconsistency. Maybe it's unrealistic. I'm not sure what caliber player Murray. I still am not. I know in the bubble he was Michael Jordan. No clue. Yeah. You know, but I, I, but I don't know if it's realistic to expect four great quarters of him every single night. But I do think if you got two or three out of him, okay, he's still a really good player. He's still like a top 35 player, 40 player. And then you get just one quarter from a Barton or a Harris, just a little bit offensively. But I feel like that might be. I don't want to say I've given up hope because I do think both of those guys have things that they're dealing with. Gary Harris, a little bit of men mental um, confidence with Barton, I think physical, but nonetheless, don't have really any faith in him. Do you, do you uh, D line? <sighs> Here's the thing. Like Gary looked great. Then Gary went out for personal reasons. Can't fault him. We don't know what those personal reasons are. They're personal. Comes back. For real though. Yeah. He missed two games missed. And then he just went right back to, he lost all of it. The emo, like all of the. He did have. We thought a little, rhythm. a little rhythm. No, I thought like he had like turned a corner, and then he turned a corner and made a U-turn, went right back to the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were joking tonight. I mean, and it happens in real time, and I imagine Nuggets fans who are watching this, you know, everybody watching this show right now, is doing the same thing. When the ball kicks out to Gary Harris in the corner and he's wide open, there's a part of you that's just like. You don't even have, you're not like off the edge of your seat. You're just kind of like, well, we'll see what happens you just here. Sink back in <laughs> you just kind of sink back, and, and and it's unfortunate. Um, what do you think, vote? Yeah, I mean, I've I've never even after those games, I wasn't really holding my breath for a full on Gary Harris return. Um, for this reason, I mean, it just seems like it's such a confidence rhythm thing, and those things fluctuate when you're not like Gary's role isn't particularly defined, right? And I don't know, he's he's just not going to be that guy every night. So, I mean, that three game stretch was wonderful, but I I don't. Like, if we're doing this stock thing, it, it's wait and see or sell forever. 
Dev, before I go to you, though, here's the thing that gets lost in Gary Harris a lot, and I don't want to lose it. He didn't shoot the ball well tonight. Donovan Mitchell, though, who is the engine for them uh, on, on Utah side, 18 points, 7 assists, 7 of 20 shooting. And a lot of that was late when Gary Harris got in foul trouble had to go out. But 18 points, that's not a good game from Donovan Mitchell. It's a good point, Adam. And, it's not. Yeah. Um, it's not a great game. And, uh, you know, this this was a game that, that I felt, like, good about. I'm like, re- reinforcements are on the way. Gary is back. Right. He's back, baby. And then I watched the game. And I'm like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Gary should have waited. He should have waited. They were in a rhythm. Why did Gary come <laughs> back? You know, that's what I was thinking the entire time. Like, I mean, uh. yes, Gary is himself defensively. But, I mean, at the same time, other guys got off. It wasn't like it was just like, I mean, Donovan Mitchell just, went to Jordan Clarkson and let him do his thing. And then Bogdan went and did his thing. So it was, you didn't need Donovan Mitchell when everybody else is doing, getting whatever they want uh, offensively. Um, So I can't just give them all the credit for that. It was not a good game by Will Barton. It was not a good game by Gary Harris. And they shot so badly (laughs) that it made Jokic and Jamal Murray have to take so many shots. Like there was (sighs) nothing else for their, like for there to be like, Will Barton goes 16% tonight. Gary Harris goes 18% tonight. Those are two starters. And it's and it's the Utah Jazz defense. It's not that like they're great defenders. This is not the old Utah Jazz team. Right. This is a game that they should have been up for. They they had open looks, plenty of open looks. They're just not making anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was positive we were going to win this game coming at, at You're positive. Like, after the half, like they were up, things were trending in the right direction. I foolishly forgot that the third quarter is something that comes right after half, which I didn't really take into consideration, and then everything fell apart. I mean, weighing these things is the ultimate question, right? Like, we can't we can't go possession by possession and figure out does it matter more that Gary played some good defense tonight or couldn't hit a shot? Right. It's really we know where Malone's head is at with this. Looking right? for He's a complete player, to if possible. Yeah. yeah. And Millsap, I think the tough thing about him is I just I I don't know that it's realistic to expect more than what you kind of no. get from him, and and that's the thing. He's not finding himself open at the three-point line as much anymore, and Denver keeps kind of feeding him in these like ISO situations, and you know I, I don't expect that to continue. But here's a game I want to play, Kellen. You can pull up the graphic. A little thing I like to call the circle of trust. Okay, the circle of trust. Once you're in, you're in. But uh, look at the circle of trust here, because the Nuggets right now, we've talked about this as one of the things, a trust problem. A trust problem. And I want to go through real quick and find out who, for our opinions right now, belongs inside the circle of trust. We're going to start at the top. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, he's in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to go quickly here. He might be the circle. Yeah, Don't wait for an answer. (laughs) Okay, so it's his trust circle. It is his trust. It really is his (laughs) trust circle. All right, so he's in the circle of trust. Jamal Murray. Is not in the circle of trust. He's not. All right, Dev, give give us the lowdown. There is no lowdown. Did you have you been seeing him play? Like, <laughs> I'm with you, man. He really, he's just not there right now. Like as, I mean, he's he's the second best player in the Nuggets, and it's it's not really close. But he's not there, and that's the issue right now. I feel he's got one foot in, one foot out of that circle. He just yeah. keeps hopping back and forth, which I think if, that makes him out. <laughs> it does seem like it's a binary thing. You're either in the circle or you're not in the circle. I, you know what? He's in the circle to me. Like I do trust him. I, I he's know, just disappointing yeah. me. <laughs> you know, that's how I would put yes. it. Is like, I do trust him, but it's like a trust fall. He dropped me. I know. You know what I mean? I the feel like you should hurts. Google the word trust here. No, I do I know trust that you him. you want to trust him. No, I'm saying I trusted him <laughs> also, enough. Also, if you I fall jumped, in the trust like, circle, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, don't give me my, 
arms together and fall back and I hit the ground, you are no longer trusting. You're like, don't get me wrong. I have trust in him. I just don't have faith he'll do what he needs to do when he needs to happen. (laughs) Make me bet right now, like, will Murray look good in the playoffs if the games matter? I think it's yes, but we cannot ignore the fact that all these years into his career, the bubble is the outlier. And the other games, this is an inconsistent player. So I have a hard time ascribing the word trust to an inconsistent this guy. This might be a really lonely circle of trust if we're already, if guys are already out. All right, Paul Millsap, circle of trust. Out. I trust him. From three. I trust him. I mean, I just don't trust him to play a lot. But, like, when he's in, I don't, I'm not, like, worried about, I, I know we're going to get some point production out of him. And mm. It's not, he's not going to do, be the reason that things go awry. All right. You kind of talked me into that. What do you think, Dev? I I think he's trusted for one half. It's just like, I'm here. 15 minutes. I'm here. I'm going to give you guys everything I have for one half. See, here's how I would interpret this. I don't trust him to elevate Denver's defense the way I have for the last four seasons, three seasons. Do you specifically not trust him, though? No, I just don't think he's capable of doing it. He has done a job for the Nuggets above all other jobs, and that was elevate them to this, like, protect the backside and do the stuff. And now I'm just like... Sometimes he will, sometimes he won't. He just doesn't have it anymore. Oh, the offensive stuff I don't care about because I think for two seasons now that's been the case with him where it's like, hey, he's a three-point shooter, and maybe every now and then he gets like a nice move. Like tonight he had that night he cooked. Who was it that he cooked in the post tonight? Royce O'Neal, I think. Yeah. It, like every now and then he has one of those, but I don't trust that. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. The defense is the thing that he's out there for, and I'm like, sometimes. And it used to matter when he was like worth $30 million a year and things right. like that. Right. Like now he's not worth that, so – you're getting what you pay for. Right, the opportunity like, cost here. Is if like, you paid him more, yeah. he probably would try a little bit harder. You're paying him, and he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He doesn't even get to the free throw line anymore. Like, right. He's just there. He's like, I'm here to get fined, so I don't get fined. This one's going to be tough, and it might break oh, the boy. comment section. Uh, Will Barton. Oh, boy. He's out for me right now. He's out the circle. And I, I'm the Will Barton guy, but what I won't do is pretend he's playing well right now. He's <laughs> yeah. not. And defensively, and I still think, like, I still think it's fair to go. Maybe he's not back in shape or not healthy, but he's still out there on the court. So right, we got to critique right. the performance. Defensively, he's been even worse. I think. You know, we, we think about the missed layups, but I I do not trust Will Barton right now, and I used to. Comment section definitively out. Well, that's it's shocker. That's why they're gonna break it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could have bet. Will Barton is he in the circle of trust for you? I mean, circle of tr- trust, right? Who are these these people you trust? Like, would I would I trust Will Barton? To manage my finances, no. <laughs> would I trust Will Barton to drop uh, to drop a dope line uh, 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 to drop some bars? Absolutely. On a basketball court, absolutely not. No, he's out. <laughs> wow. One important addition to the circle of trust. Okay. Dev is in. Dev is in the circle of trust. Oh, wow. I'm in the circle of trust. First well, let's, off. No, 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 no. Let's, let's not let's not go too far. We have to qualify. With that, I'm in the circle, oh. and I am. Talking to the to Jokic because he's the only one that's in the <laughs> so circle like, right now, and we're guys. we're whispering to the outside. Wait, we're to Jokic. What's we're also, no, you guys are not in the circle. <laughs> what's up, man? What's I'm, 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 yo, I'm whispering to to Will Barton, who is not in the circle, oh. but he's telling us things that's happening in the outside world. So me and Jokic only, not you wow. guys, are in the circle Damn. talking about things with Will Barton, who's out of the circle. I just sorry, <laughs> two comments back to back. Barton has been one of the best clutch defenders in the league. Barton is the biggest garbage in the league. Back to back. Just yeah. 10 but seconds after each other. Fan experience it, it, it is really makes well. sense, though. It yeah. makes sense. That, that is him. <laughs> that, that, they probably yeah. saw, like, two different plays. Back <laughs> it's, it's actually, was it the same person that said yeah. that twice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> um, all right. Well, then, if Barton's out, Gary Harris, I assume, is he out of the circle of trust? Oh, man. 
I'm starting with you, Dev. Everybody knows I love uh, Gary Harris. <laughs> he shouldn't be by a circle. <laughs> you got to go find some other circle. He's like, he's not in our circle. He's, not, he's too close to the circle. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. actually, you're not only out. Say, you're too close. Good rule of thumb: if when your shooting guard shoots a three and you close your eyes and cross uh, your fingers, yeah, he's he doesn't need to be in the circle. He's not a shooting yeah. guard, first of all, but he's not in the circle. Man, this, uh, this is a real bummer. I'm glad that he's back. <laughs> all right, well, all right, so, all right, we're all out so far. <laughs> Jermichael Green. Oh, hey, we might, hold on, hold on. Jermichael Green. In the circle. He's in the circle, all right. He's, he's in, in our circle. He's in our circle. Hey, two of eight tonight. Two of eight, five points, six rebounds, minus four. But I've always said this. I want Jermichael Green to be in my circle of trust for my the rest of my life. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so he in the circle for you? Yeah, he's in my circle. All right, well, I mean, he had a bad game. Everybody's right. okay. That's his first bad game also. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bad game. Isaiah Hartenstein? I mean, I, think he I trust him to foul. <laughs> I, think he, I think he fouled the circle. He was uh, too close. He might hurt He didn't the have circle. any fouls tonight. He didn't have any fouls tonight. Yeah, he was, he was only, only three minutes. But that, All that said, I am very much in wait and see mode on Hartenstein. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't trust him. Like, yeah, yeah, he's... I don't You'll give him a chance, but you don't trust him. He is not in our... Like... Tyson Chandler somewhere, right? Oh, jeez. Like, he wow. <laughs> Tyson Chandler. Oh, dude. So, All right. This one's going to lose us a bunch of maybe three, four hundred followers. Uh, Compazzo. Uh, no comment. No yeah. comment. <laughs> Catch and shoot from the corner? Yeah, the he did. He does knock that one down. Um, one of one. The, uh, but probably not in the circle he yet. He had five fouls in 11 minutes. Yeah. Today. We want Compazzo to be in our circle. We're trying, man. He's not there yet, but yeah. he wants to be in our circle, and we want him to be in our circle. I know. This was a bad game, and he's at two of them in a row. Yeah, Compazzo, it's like we've yet. made like a little trail of Reese's Pieces leading right into our it's circle. Easy tea, huh? and he's just he's <laughs> one after the next. He hasn't quite made it in just yet. He's <laughs> I feel like this is offensive, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure the internet will let us know. I'm sure the internet will let us know. There's, There's no, one way to no, find out. Not, I thought it was adorable. Yeah. Compazzo <laughs> just likes to eat. That's he's all like, like E.T. He's like Reese's Pieces. You said E.T. No, but seriously about Compazzo here, I don't. Not that my trust matters, but I don't trust him. Like when he comes onto the court, I am concerned. And sometimes he is great. Like he has had really good games. He has turned games. But when he comes onto my court, under the court, my default position is I hope they don't blow it. And tonight they blew it. Like tonight was one of those nights where it's it's just it's there's no way to polish this thing. He was on the court for 11 minutes. They got kind of blown out in those 11 minutes. And in those 11 minutes, Michael Conley actually attacked him. Like sought like, him out. He yeah. really went after him and attacked him. And I think that that hasn't been talked about a lot because that's when they went on their big right. run. Mike Conley noticed that this guy was on there and he did everything in his power yeah. to go after him. They set screens on him. They went after him. Like they went downhill and went after him. We like, getting some fl are we getting in flame there, there Kale? Is this what's happening? Yeah, Greg. Uh, yeah, right. Greg. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason he's out. It's right? so true. I kind of yeah. Give, give me one reason why you don't trust Greg Whittington. Because we and don't that, know if he exists. <laughs> the reason, well, and you can't use just because we don't know that he exists. That's not a good reason. That's not a good reason to not House trust rules. somebody. D line made the circle. So Greg <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. The all right. It's like the circle is just more Greg Whittington shaped. By the way, <laughs> so, some people saying Faku played poorly, but you wouldn't blame that loss on him. I mean, I agree. Like Monte wasn't very good tonight, and he's been awesome this season. So. It's Monte had some big effect. shots, man. He had some tough shots. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, look, I'm I'm a huge Monte guy. I'm just saying, like twelve <laughs> and four from Monte is getting closer to the baseline, yeah. and he didn't have it tonight. And I think there's a domino effect for that second unit. Um, well, let's go to Monte. I, I'll go first. He's in my circle. Oh, of trust. I trust God, him. I trust him a ton. Absolutely in the circle. Yeah. yeah. 
I would yeah. call him with like he doesn't know me, and I would still call him for a personal favor and trust that. He's yo, well, yo, what is the line we literally came up with? In Monte, we trust. That's, in Monte, that's a great we point trust. Here. And true. you know what? In the in hindsight, is it shocking that the guy who literally set the mark for best assist to turnover ratio ever in college basketball is trustworthy? Probably no, not. Not at all. Not at all. And then uh, lastly, PJ Dozier. This one's a tough one. This one's a tough one. Th- this I think is a a great way to frame the Dozier thing. Because am I still in on PJ Dozier? Yes. Do I trust PJ Dozier? No. I thought he was good tonight, and he was good in ways that are important to me. The number I think PJ Dozier is a great player. I think defensively, when he's on, the Nuggets have the best defensive rating of anybody on the team. He does so many things. My one thing, and I talk about it all the time, does he play within himself? And I thought tonight he, he did, did more than anyone else. Although let it be known, there's little plays that I just feel like turn games. They uh, turn them in exactly. both ways, and there's like exactly. there's like ten uh, of them yeah. per game that happen. And one of them was him taking that three from the corner in transition when he wasn't even necessarily that open. And that's not necessarily a green light I want him to have. Maybe the Nuggets are okay with it. You know, who and, been, and it was a play that stuck in my head because yeah, it was like five minutes left where I'm like. You can't just throw punch. You know who would have been like really dope time. in that slot in that exact space? It would be uh, Michael Porter Jr. Shooting that, <laughs> well, hold canning on. that three. Hold that thought. Um, PJ Dozier though is he in the circle of trust for you? I trust him. I do trust him because I um, he makes mistakes. I mean, it's like I don't. Uh, this is difficult to word here because I have trusted him, but I I do also trust that he won't always make the right choice. <laughs> but I do, I trust in you you. Ability. So you don't trust him, I but you will live <laughs> with him playing. That's what you're trying to say here. Because that's I my guess point. So. Like that's I, exactly yes, it. I, I don't trust him to do what I think yeah. makes him great. But, but I, I want him. Out but there. he does enough that he's good enough yeah. to play. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a very difficult little position I've taken on this, but it's. A, <laughs> you, I, <laughs> uh, what about you, Dev? We did not talk about PJ Dozier last game, and I think that he was amazing last game. It was the right. first time That's we a great saw point. extra That's passes. It was the first time that he stepped into his role and didn't take unnecessary shots. This game again, I think that he played really well. Me too. He didn't do anything, and then that shot came. And then it was like, okay, these are the things that we don't like him. He's clearly in Malone's trust circle because he played right. 27 minutes tonight. Right. And that was with getting Gary Harris back. So he, he clearly trusts him, but he didn't play great tonight. Mm-hmm. So I've always said it, just you can't play him long spurts. That, that makes it hard. He's great if you're, if you're a backup, but you can't play mm-hmm. him long. It might be worth it, too, to play him through this, right? And he learns these lessons. Maybe he does. And if you're looking for, you know, all the people that are like, ah, I really miss Torrey Craig right now, I think what you really want is P.J. Dozier to work out because then he's your Craig that can actually put the ball on the floor and shoot a little. I do like him, I think, more than Craig. I, yeah, mean, I really definitely. like P.J. Yeah, Dozier. But, but Craig played 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, Good point. Yeah. 15, Good point, like if you put Dozier for 15 minutes of him just knowing his role, I think he looks great. Mm. When he's Yo. playing 27 minutes, you get to see the flaws. I was, I was so sure we were going to win this game, man. I just had. Man. Yeah. I did win all my bets tonight, though. Do we care Jordan about that? Okay. Michael Porter Jr. That's what, uh, that was the last one. I was going to end with him. So Michael Porter, we'll get to it. He's been out for so long. I think this is an easy answer. But I'll want to hear if you guys think it's easy. Oh, Dev. what a what a tease! You go to me first after saying after that. that I, I know. Answer, there is a right I answer. Wrong answer. I was like, mm, uh, yeah. you there? I don't trust Michael Porter Jr. right now Ooh. because he hasn't given us a reason right now. He's, he's out for so many games a year. I mean, he's only been here for sure. two years, but still, there's just don't so many. One missed, year he was he out missed for the his whole, whole season. Yeah, whole yeah. Year. <laughs> he's just not available. So you can't trust. You can't trust a guy that like. He has so many issues once he is playing. Yes, he can score, but 
He's not defending. He's not passing. Yeah. He's not, you know, like he's not making other people better. He's not available. Oh, he's boy. not in my circle. Of ability trust is right the now. best. Of, or availability. Is he the best he ability. is so far in my circle of trust. Oh, I know this wow. is a hot take. We're I all just defining this differently. Yeah, really that's all it comes is. down to. It's dumb, but I, I like, like it. I like the graphic. discussion. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good show stuff. Um, I trust him to give you like twenty and ten and shoot forty percent from three, dude. I really do. I know there's the defense stuff. I know that what I trust that he's really freaking good. And I think if he's been out there the last few games, I think the Nuggets win some of them. Easy oh, to say right now. Yo, he's in my circle. I put him in my in my fave or my five fave five or whatever, would you hit? No, wow. <laughs> <laughs> put him on I'll put him on speed dial. Speed dial. Uh yeah, I, I trust Michael Porter Jr. because um I do think that he has what it takes when the light is are the brightest. Um, I do think we'll see some more yeah Mike moments out of him, like when we need them. I do think he'll make egregious defensive errors forever, his whole career. But I don't, you know, I think that there are players that you live with that with because yeah. he ends up in an aggregate in an aggregate to be a positive. Yeah. So the, the people in the comments already think I'm a Michael Porter hater, despite the I fact know, that I've called him. Art. It's, it's so not true. It's like, so as not your true. Friend, but whatever. I'll just leave. He's the point. percent in on MP. But the timeline was: you were accused of being a Michael Porter Jr. hater. You were like, "All right, fine. I'm going to drop my definitive oh, so Michael true. Porter Jr. Oh, defense pod." And then he's been he out every since. He has never played since. It really is true. I gave such an impassioned thing. But I'm going to say, and again, this is where we're talking about it's an internet conversation because I'm going to say he's out of my circle of trust. But then reiterate everything that vote said. Like, like, I like we agree, just we're disagreeing, I guess, on the way this game works. Because that's the thing about him. He's an incredible superstar in the making. But the problem with him is you can't trust him. Like that, that, that to me, that's what it is. You can't trust him to defend, and you can't trust him to like understand where the rhythm of the offense finds him and where he belongs into it. So to me, talking about trust, that's that is the question with him. It's not the talent, it's but not you, the skill, it's not the Do you know what my counter argument is though? What's that? Conveniently ignoring everything you just said. Yeah, right. And leaning into like, 30 oh, I know, like, you kind of have yeah, to. Like, Mike. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's where I'm at. Eric. And it does feel like the Nuggets. Are, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. oh no, we should hit a break. Oh, but Michael tower. Porter, man, like <laughs> um, watching this Nuggets team without him, it really is like just the, I mean they freaking need him and they're gonna have to like maybe take this like dangerously terrifying dip to like get in there because they're below five hundred now and it might and they're getting ready to go on the road after they have one more cup I say cupcake, every team's good, but Oklahoma City they should win. They should get that one. Then you go on a really freaking tough road trip, man. Uh, one of the longest, if I think the longest of the schedule. And, you know, things might get worse before they get better, but you might just have to, like, you know, just get through it, man. <laughs> you might just have to get through it, weather that storm and come out better. This whole season is going to be the quest for 500. The whole Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing. But, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, though, we do have, we do have to, a, a nice, fun conversation I have. Here. I'm excited for the conversation. Finally. Yeah. MSU Denver Online. Now is the time to apply and register for classes. Spring semester starts January 19th. If you use code DNVR Sports, you do not have to pay an application fee. That's right. When applying, uh, ask for the application fee. Drop the code DNVR Sports in there. It'll be completely free. Uh, time and time again, the one thing you can count on that will protect you, you know, against just an ever-changing environment, work environment, it is having a degree, having a flexible work background. Um, you can have it both ways. Make money and work while you're earning your degree. Uh, MSU students can tell you all about it. They work double the hours while taking classes. Um, MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide. That's never been more important, guys. Life doesn't have to go on hold. We know the world is still turning, no matter how weird it is. So don't put your education on the back burner. Check out MSU Denver Online. 
you don't even have to pay for that application fee. Let's talk about Strava Craft Coffee. It's my favorite read. Uh, sorry to the other sponsors. They probably hate when I say that. But <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like you shouldn't say yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like Lindsay's going to text me in a few minutes. Uh, but I do love this CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee. What does it mean? It's non-euphoric, but you might still notice some of these CBD effects. Non-euphoric. That's like what I was saying. It could be euphoric. Yeah. Sometimes non I have it, I'm like, oh, this is euphoric. That's exactly uh, how I describe it. All right, look, anyway, it's not going to get you stoned like that THC, but there are some effects. I mean, I've noticed it's really curbed my anxiety. It's really helping me with some joint pain. And what, Eric? IBS. Honk. Oh, that's right. Honk. Most importantly, it'll have you honking like a goose. <laughs> check out uh, check out Strava Craft Coffee now. You can save 20% off a one-time order using code DNVR20 or every single order when you sign up using their subscription service. Choose your flavor, the dosage, when you get it, every two, four, six, eight weeks. Check out Strava Craft Coffee. It's the best way to get your CBD. Um, so I, I got a comment on Twitter for a jazz fan that uh, I, I like. He says, y'all, first of all, he starts with y'all. Oh. Y'all need to give some respect. Jazz fans know Jokic is better than Rudy. Good. Good. But Rudy is really good. Two exclamation points. Okay. Rudy's defense isn't about one-on-one. -on -one. His he his defends the whole team. Think about the Murray or think Murray block. And then he says Rudy plus eight, Jokic plus six. Let me say something. I always say Rudy Gobert is extremely impactful. I in no way have to respect it more yeah. like it. I actually <laughs> actively dislike Rudy Gobert. Everybody knows that watches the show. Do I think he's good and impactful? Absolutely. Yeah. Supremely impactful. Yeah, but that, what it really comes down to is who cares? Who, is who cares? cares? I don't like the fact that he can't dribble, shoot, chew yeah. gum, like do any of these things. He just is very impactful despite that. And All I that don't said, like, that. like your guy, of course. Like your guy, of we course. We just don't like your guy. <laughs> don't, don't expect me and to. And also know for a fact and my that if your guy was our guy, you would say about him what we say about him when he's your guy. <laughs> That's a good point, Eric. Because he sucks <laughs> so in I, a lot of ways. I was, we were talking about, that headache. <laughs> we were talking before the game where I was like, he's really good at things that I just think are kind of annoying, like screen assist. He's actually really good at them. Amazing. They're really impactful. Yeah. It's just who gives a shit. <laughs> 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 remember, uh, do you guys remember that uh, that time in the game when uh, Rudy Gobert airballed a free throw so badly that I don't think it hit the net? And yet he's really impactful, and that sucks. It's like a cognitive dissonance. I wish it wasn't impactful, but it is. It is impactful. <laughs> like, um, but anyway. <laughs> Moving on, like, like Neil. Shouts to Neil. Like your guy, man. I mean, honestly, like we're, just, we're 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 joking also, here. I but you that, like uh, your guy. I, I don't, I'm just I'm just teasing. Also, enjoy that uh, incredibly in, uh, like insulting uh, accent that Adam gave your. Yeah, I just love y'all. Hi y'all. like a dirty The funny thing is like Utah and Colorado, same accent. <laughs> same place. But they suck. Basketball. <laughs> I actually like the people from Utah too. They're yeah, like me really too. nice. The jazz fans have been pretty good to me. Nice. Very respectful. Um all right. Uh one thing I, I did want to say in the last segment that <laughs> I forgot, but as 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 somewhere where you were talking about um you know the effects of of Strava. It made me re reminded me of this for some reason, and that is that one of the things we've talked about with building around Jokic, how to build around him, was give him what would he look like with elite three point shooters, or you'd like it to be and, but maybe it'd be or what would he look like with elite defenders? They kind of have neither right now. <laughs> it's just like, and it's kind of wild because we've talked about this like the that nugget starting lineup is one of the it, going into tonight was the single best five man offensive lineup in all of the NBA and you think about it like how they got three dudes that none of us it's have inside the circle of trust offensively and it makes you wonder like at that point if you can get three guys that we all consider to be below average offensively if you can get three of those guys but they happen to be elite defenders can they still be the number one offensive five man lineup more than ever I'm starting to think the answer is yes 
I'm starting to wonder if you just gave Jokic and Murray three of your best defenders you could possibly imagine. Doesn't matter how flawed they are. Draymond Green, Robert Covington, and Greg yeah, Weddington. Craig, and, and, Greg Weddington. Tory Craig. Oh, and it'd be like, you know what? Offense. Let's just yeah, we're still an incredible offense. Yeah, I don't true. know. So I just wanted to get Tory that. Craig might well, be especially the line, like I mean, but. consider again the the grand beautiful vision that we may or may not ever see, which is Jokic, MPJ, and Murray all cooking yeah. offensively, and then you have like two stout defenders somehow. And that you just don't, you have two Robersons, right? Where it's like, we don't even care. Yeah. Like, if you don't shoot this, whatever, we'll make this yeah, work. Yeah, like, we're actually going to dock you money if you shoot the ball. <laughs> you know what actually would kind of be funny, and it would fit the three-pointers and defense? Like, if you swapped Rudy Gobert and Jokic, if you put Jokic on the Jazz, they would have shooting and they would have a little bit of defense. Right. That would be yeah. insane. Yeah. Would be I know. I try not to think about that. Though, <laughs> that would be insane. I, Niang is a guy I love, man. We were talking about this before. He's like the the best Wancho. The brightest timeline Wancho. <laughs> brightest timeline Wancho. He's like movie. just not every, every time he's open. I just it's the opposite of Gary, where I'm just like, oh, that's definitely in. Uh, <laughs> so bucket. true, dude. Bucket. Uh, so uh, true. And he's always in the right spot. Like I'm a big but fan. You of know his. what you're just saying? It does have me thinking. I remember when it was like, well, Jokic. Center that can't really defend. Those guys are tough to build around. Yeah, and I'm like, no, he isn't. He's so yeah. easy to build uh, around. You just yeah, gotta get the other guys right. Like, and and you could do it four different ways. You have this incredible offensive team, and none of the guys on the roster we trust to shoot an open three, like a wide open one. It's kind of wild. Um, all right, nonetheless, we're bashing on these guys a little hard tonight. Um, I do want to relive some old glories because you guys know me. There's some things I like being upset about. One of them is the disrespect oh. that the, that Colorado gets from from the coast. Oh, I thought you were talking about Game really? You're never bringing that up. <laughs> I never bring it up, but I hate the coastal bias. And tonight, when the schedule came out, the number one thing I thought when the schedule came out was, how the hell did they not put Utah and Denver on national television? Because literally every time, well, not literally, almost every time these two teams match up, it's a classic, including tonight. And not only was it not on national television, they put it on the early evening Saturday, uh, Sunday night game going up against the NFL. This was a buried game. I know. This was I, the NFL being like, oh, what do we, let's just get NBA. rid of a game here. I'm just, I'm glad it wasn't on Nickelodeon. <laughs> I would have rather it been on I, Nickelodeon. That actually would have been pretty dope. <laughs> and so it was slime all around. <laughs> it really hits, hammers home the point that the NBA doesn't, and it's really their media partners, not the NBA, but the NBA to me is complicit in that. They really don't market the basketball portion of the league very much. Like that, they, that's the thing. They, they don't seem to be interested in that at all. <laughs> at all. But like, they care only on certain days. Like, and that's the thing. Like Christmas, Martin Luther King Day. Like they yeah, like but try even to do those but that, but those days they're like all Martin Luther King Day, yeah. LeBron, yeah. the Claw. But yeah, they yeah. Do like the first game of the year, they like try to put something purposeful, and then they don't care after yeah. that. They're just like. Who's the guy to go after oh, Zion? If you, and then every single time. If you told me, like, all right, you have to put a game together, two opponents against each other, gun to your head, and if that game doesn't finish within five points, you die. Like, my number one would be like, hey, Denver Jazz. Yeah, Nuggets Jazz. <laughs> that game's going down to the wire. I just 100%. guarantee 100%. Yeah. And, like, the fact that the NBA is like, ah, whatever. It doesn't yeah. have, does either of them, like, have a trade demand? Are they dating a Kardashian or no? Like, <laughs> all right, well. Just, let's, let's. Someone just said, to be fair, even the fan turnout was poor. <laughs> the fan turnout was awful tonight. <laughs> um, so pull up the graphic here, Kayla, because we are going to now – Rank over the last year, the Nuggets and Jazz. Look at this beautiful best of 2020. This is last season. The 10 games last year, they played 10 games. We're going to rank them from worst to best. All right, let's from see. worst to best. The absolute worst game was among the worst games of my life, like one of the worst moments of my life. You can go ahead and play it here. I don't know if you guys remember this one at all, but it was uh, 
you can go ahead and play it here, Kale, and uh, we can. There you go. Num- game number one was game three last year. Worst you guys remember that? Yeah. Was that the one uh, where we all questioned whether or not basketball was something we should follow anymore? Yeah. We all. I've never felt more wrong. I almost retired. I've never felt more wrong than I did after game three. It yeah, was dude. among the lowest moments yeah, of dude. my life. So let's move on quickly. We don't have to dwell <laughs> on this. Uh, second was game two, directly before that. Is that the, was that the one that uh, I started questioning whether or not that I could watch basketball ever again? We're like, this is when the Nuggets, it was 1-1 after game two. And we're like, you know, the Nuggets have been outplayed by all but like four minutes of this. But Murray just like went <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, oh so games three, I'll right, throw those out. The rest of these are bangers. Oh, well, Check this list. Ten games. All right, let's go back. Number one, January 30th. You guys might not remember this one. Jamal Murray was out. Gary Harris was out. Paul Millsap was out. It wasn't quite the seven, which happened like a week mm. later. All these dudes were out. Michael Porter Jr., January 30th. Remember, January was the month he was going off. So we got Michael Porter Jr. starting. He went for 12 and 12. The Nuggets shorthanded beat the Jazz. It was feel-good vibes. It was, and it came down to the wire. I think that was a 106-101 game. That was a great one. I, I, I don't know. Tell me in the comments if you remember this game because I remember it very well. It yeah. was a great one. I, I don't. Yeah, well, it was the third Wait, should worst. I, should I go into the comments? It was the third worst Nuggets game, I Nuggets Jazz game of last year, and it was that. it was awesome. Uh, all right, number seven. Number seven is game, game four. four. <laughs> so, this one, so the Nuggets actually lost, and this one goes up because this was one of only two or three times ever two players have scored fifty points, wasn't it? In in the same game, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that's right. Yep. It that did feel like incredible. the Nuggets were going to lose to the series, so it, it, it loses some points for that. But that was an incredible battle. Vic, we're tr- you're trying to cheer. Were you supposed to cheer us up? <laughs> what the hell? We're reliving old glories. Vic. I mean, this is the thing. We're trying to go back trying, in time. Vic. We can talk about the game. We if can't you talk want. about the present if we're trying to cheer ourselves up. We have to go into the past. <laughs> it's uh, coming. It's coming. You got to get to two and one. But yeah. that game four was honestly that that was an all time classic. Even though the Nuggets lost it. All right, they're all feel good from here on out. Let's go to let's go to number I'm six on the board good. here. The seating round. Do you guys remember this? Double OT in the seeding yes. round. This was the one game. The Nuggets punted nine games That's in the right. seeding round. They and then we, we won one, this one. And it was this one. <laughs> so oh, right. Double overtime. Jokic hits a game winner oh. with like two seconds left. They're down. They inbound the ball. He hits a game winner. He was like fantastic in overtime. You know what this game was, was uh, primarily responsible for? It was for me declaring loudly on Twitter to anyone who would read or listen that we were going to sweep the Jazz. <laughs> I think the headline for our show that night was Rudy Gobert is like has no chance they're guarding finished. Jokic or something Mentally, like that. They're yeah. bare. I got on the radio. I'm like, the mental corner's turned. Yeah. This five games over. Double and then, overtime. And game three happened. We were like, yeah. wow. Uh. Never felt so right. That's part of why. This was the mountaintop of certainty we were better than the Jazz. All right, let's go to number five. Look at how great these games are, guys. We got five more. Ooh, game, game one. one. That's right. So, that was a great game. It was well. It was an okay game for the Nuggets because they really got outplayed. Right? Donovan Mitchell and goes for fifty. Murray too. But no, Murray goes for thirty-six. But here's the crazy thing: twenty of those points came in the last yes. three minutes of the regulation and five minutes of overtime. He just somehow caught fire. I think he had ten points in three minutes and then ten points in five minutes in OT. Yeah, it was, that's, that was like. Oh, right. Jamal Murray is like that guy when that guy needs to be there. There's also what you just said about this series. That was the oh, right? Because they're up at, at half. You're like, they got this. And then, then they blow it, and then they come back, and yeah. you're like, oh, man, this is going to be seven games, isn't it? So to reiterate real quick before you move forward, January 30th, that's a six-point game, goes down to the wire. It's basically free throws at the end. Game four, same thing, goes down to the wire, basically free throws at the end. Seeding round, double OT. Game one goes to OT. All right, look at these games. They're all insanely close. All right, let's see what else we got. Game four. 
That was game seven. Game so four the fourth best game, game of this was the <laughs> clinching game seven that game literally seven. came down to a buzzer beater that could have swung the series in either direction. Wait, that's number four? That's number four. Because the game that was actually. That has to be number one. Guys. That was my, my whole heart <laughs> left my chest. Oh, you know, you weren't watching with that with us, but we were talking about when the ball was stolen by Gary Harris. Jamal Murray runs it up the court. Dishes off to a wide open Tory Craig who yeah, blows a open. very wide open semi layup. open, and then Mike Conley is streaking down, and I was like, watching this unfold. I was like, <laughs> yeah. the relativity of time. I was like checking my watch, just like waiting for my life point. to end. Yeah, it was like a, two, a three second t- period in time that took at least five. You watch years. all of Nuggets history. In yeah, your head. my like, whole shots going. And then when yeah, yeah. when Conley shot the shot, like my entire life flashed. Yeah. In my eyes. <laughs> yeah. It, it but the finish was great. Jokic coming up clutch in this game was incredible. And he was like the one guy. But if you remember, that game was disgusting. Yeah. No, oh, nobody could what score. Was it 80 to 82 80 to 78 or something? It's like 80 like to 78, yeah, I think. Yeah. It was an ugly game and it was a grinded out slugfest or whatever. But if you had to like sit and watch that game now, knowing what happened, you'd be like, oh, wow, I forgot the second quarter was six to three. The, the, fan, <laughs> the fans are still throwing you out of the, the circle yeah. of trust. For they that for, that's because they forgot all the rest of these. All right, let's go to, let's go to number three let's here. Let's do it. Oh, by the way, also comes down to the last second. Games, game five. Game five. Nuggets down 15 points. Oh. Down 15 points. They come back at this one behind some heroics from Jamal Murray once again. I think he has 40 something in this, 40 points in this game. And if if you want to talk about it, if you had to, if I said gun to your head, you have to watch game seven or you have to watch this one in which they're down 15, but Murray just scores like, w- go back and watch the highlights from Jamal Murray in this game. He just hits like 12 shots in a row. I like the idea that somebody it. comes uh, into your house and puts a gun to your head makes you choose you to watch one this. of two games to watch. It's not that like, far uh, off of my job. I, I, mean, I can't choose, but it's <laughs> gun to my head. It's kind of like you watch Saul or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, look, I get your point, Adam. I, get, I think people would argue context, but... The I, payoff of game seven, game. I think for sure was the best. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. the payoff of it, the relief of it. Johnny... Johnny in the comments uh, saying Game Seven at the DNVR. Oh man, Game Seven! If we go back to Game Seven at the bar, like that was I, I, I lost I, my mind. I lost my mind. I honestly have only had Yo. a few out of body experiences, Yo. and the, the end of that, and part of it was because what you talked about when they stole the, when they got the rebound and started going. I died. Yeah, and then I was that, because our souls had begun their ascension to heaven or hell. If it's talking yeah. to me, and they they snapped right back into our bodies. And we, we but then they left again. It's like I died and then was taken to heaven. It was incredible. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to number two. Look at these games are incredible, and we're only on two. God uh. damn it! <laughs> oh, there's only this guy. Game, the seven. I put the seven up at number two, and I know it was a regular season Yo. game. That's how freaking incredible this game was. We talk about how much I did, don't like Rudy Gobert and like not liking. I enjoy not liking him. It does. It fills you with glee. And how much I like Jokic and like rooting for him. There has never been a bigger ass whooping in the history of basketball than what Jokic did well, in that game. This also goes back to what we were just saying about team building and who do you put around yeah. Jokic. Turns out it really doesn't matter oh, at man. all. I mean, that is the point in case. Yeah, they had Murray, they had Jokic, and then they had a bunch of guys just filling in the gaps, including Vlatko Chanchar. That game, man, I'll never forget it. You talk about a winner's lounge. The winner's lounge was born that night. That's true. Were we still in Lakewood? We yeah. were in Lakewood. Lakewood, Lakewood we office. Lakewood We'd been doing them. An event. Oh, an event. Because yeah. I think that game might have been, I don't remember if it was on national television or what, because I remember it being like midnight or 1230, and we're doing a lounge, and it was just popping because everybody was every, like. I think every game was at that time. It was like 12 uh, inches of snow on the We were just like living a dream. That game, I'll, I'll never forgive. You talk about all of these. Some of these games will might have to be like, even game four, but okay, which one was that? Oh, that was this one. The seven, 
You'll always remember. Don't yeah, even have to say anything we, We've told this story before, but I just remember driving to the Lakewood office as though I was driving to a funeral. Like, the Nuggets were short on players. They had seven. Right. <laughs> it was the, the back second back. night of a back-to-back. It was against Utah. I think we'd lost a few days before, right? Or no? No, whatever. no, beat them a oh, few Oh, we beat them, whatever or... the case was. I was just, but I was like... What am I doing with my life and my time? Why yeah. am I driving to go talk about this game that's going to be an absolute disaster? you know how many disaster? people were probably upset with the seven? Like, that game because the Nuggets had just beat Utah. Then they beat them with seven guys. <laughs> so when you get faced off against them in the, like, in the bubble and, yeah. and yeah. like, in the playoffs, you're like, I'm betting everything. They're going to yeah. get swept. That's so like, you're like, 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 like seven yeah. we're going to sweep yeah, them. This, this is, is easy. easy. Yeah. Baby now food. Look, you, know, you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I look like, yeah. They're winning games. The seven <laughs> is one of my all-time favorite games. The fact that they had a seven-game series just happens to you know beat it. But number one for me, you guys could have guessed it. It was game six. And I know people are going to say game seven was the clincher, and it was. But I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought they were going to win after game six. Like, after they won that one, I was like, and game six has Murray's 50 points. They have Murray making some of the b- best shots that you guys remember from that series. And then they also have, I think, the most uh, like inspiring and emotional speech post game. That's the shot in the tunnel too, right? Or is yeah. and the shot, in the, and tunnel, the shot in the tunnel also. Yeah. Like it was just such an emo- like. You talk about all the different things you like about sports coming together: the mystery, the resolve, the comeback, the all these, the the, the ways that they can really point to other aspects beyond sports that in your life. It all came together in this moment that, to me, is better than Game Seven. It was better than the Seven. It was better than all of them. Game Six. Game six was the moment for Jamal Murray, I think. That's when he really, yep. like, put himself in it. Like, he elevated himself. That's when you he left every single thing yep. out on the floor. And no matter what happened, like, you had to respect what Jamal Murray, like, represented and also, like, what he was going through at the time. Like, yeah. he, he put it all out on the line and... That was that was the moment for me. So I'm yeah. glad that you got it in so, game one. So well, now if we oh go ahead. I was gonna say so now we have to look at the best games played against the Jazz in twenty twenty one. We have uh, we one. have this game. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. No, but seriously, if we go back and say, okay, eleven times this teams have played now, if we go over the last eleven, nine of them have come down to the wire. Think about how insane that is. Absolutely insane. You got two centers that match up, two point guards that match, our combo guards that point match up. I just love this matchup. Nuggets lost tonight. I'm bummed because I'm bummed about the Nuggets season. But you know what? I'm glad we got them. Uh, we can close with that, Kale, so we can start up the old music if we haven't already. But thanks for riding with us, guys. Vic says he wanted us to cheer him up. I kind of get – I feel cheered up a little. We try. I feel, uh, I feel a little bit more sad knowing that Vic needs us to cheer him up. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like we're up to up for this challenge, man. <laughs> hey, the, the people that rolled us to the entire Losers Lounge, it's like, what more could we ask Yo, you? We appreciate peoples. you. Thank you so much. But I will ask more of you. If you don't mind and you haven't yet, like the video, subscribe on YouTube. We yeah, appreciate it. Looks you. like you got two uh, haters. Oh, no. Down voters. Drown those people we out. didn't give enough uh, respect to uh, Rudy we Gobert. Didn't put, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> you know what you know, they're we, right about Yeah, we, yeah I, either we didn't flame Rudy hard enough or we flamed him too hard. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. We're going to be back again tomorrow. Don't forget, this is also a podcast. And then also don't forget, so tomorrow I'll be doing a notebook pod. It won't be live on, on YouTube. <laughs> so you're going to want to subscribe to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. You don't want to miss that. And then on Tuesday, George Carl, keeping it 1,000. Me and George Carl. Oh, Can't man. wait to hear what he has to say about the Nuggets over the last two weeks. You don't want to miss that either. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Before we get out of here, guys, I want to remind you about MSU Denver Online. Now is the time to apply for classes. Spring semester starts January 19th. That's this week, guys. This is like the last call to action for that one. Use promo code DNVR Sports. You do not, uh, and you will not pay an application fee. 
That's right, when applying, and then ask for the application fee, just drop the code DNVR Sports in there, and it will be completely free. Time and time again, the one thing that will protect you from economic downturn is an education allowing you to adapt to varying careers. Go build your toolbox at MSU. MSU puts a dynamic education at your fingertips uh, without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. 